Hi, Claire. Hi, Chris. How you doing? <laughs> I'm a little wine hungover today. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, ride your Harley to work? It's December, Chris. I know. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Do you know that guy named Taz? He's got the long hair and he he plays a lot of solo shows and he does a lot of like old classic rock. A guy named Taz would have long hair and do classic rock shows, but no, I don't know him. Well, he's in the Harley circle. He, he, and he uh, visits like Ziggy's in Hudson a lot and Ziggy's in Stillwater. I figured you'd run in the same circle of people, but he, uh, most times. Yes. But I'm sure I have yet to cross paths with him. He'll show up to gigs on his Harley in the middle of wintertime. Seriously. He's Mm -hmm. one of those. He's one of those. I have a buddy too. I was driving through downtown Hudson and I saw his bike. It's very recognizable. And I saw it parked in front of Dick's bar. I'm like, God, you're hardcore. So crazy. <laughs> I can't do that. No, I can't. Yep. Actually, I don't. I'm afraid of motorcycles. I never, Are you? Yeah. I you don't think be. I've ever ridden one. You should be afraid. I'm afraid of them. But you ride. Yeah. A lot. You should be afraid. Don't you? Didn't you go down to, I mean, you take off across the country or mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. I've, um, I usually will go out to South Dakota to the Sturgis rally. I really, this next year, I want to head east out to Laconia, New Hampshire. They have a big rally out that way. And I'd never been really to the East Coast until last fall. I went to a family member's wedding and it was in Laconia. And I'm like, oh, they have a rally here. I definitely want to come back and visit because it was gorgeous. And I think they have it late summer, early fall. So that's that's next on my list. So what's the farthest distance that you've ridden in one day? In one day? Mm -hmm. Honestly... Um, not that far. I've probably like head up to Duluth a couple times and back, um, or like down to Milwaukee. But I, for the longest time, the motorcycles I had were not meant for long cross country treks. They were more like weekend warrior tool around. So even the motorcycle I have now, which is the third bike I've bought, um, it's more comfortable than the ones I've had before, but it's not a necessarily a touring Mm -hmm. and some avid riders would tease me and say oh it doesn't matter like you're fine but I'm a wuss I'm I come across way tougher than I actually am so you'll go a few hundred miles or yeah like I get tired yeah yeah so like um or even I really do want to eventually on my bucket list cross off riding my Harley out to Sturgis South Dakota and that's a nine hour trek from the Twin Cities in a car and that's with stopping for gas yada yada I'm not doing nine hours in one day. Some people do. I would easily do four and a half though, broken up over two days. That's not a problem. Right. So you get fatigued, you get tired. Imagine like my wrists in my hands, I think would just get fatigued. Like, and then I see those guys and girls on those motorcycles with the handles up here. (laughs) Those ape hangers. Yeah. What's up with that? Don't, doesn't your, don't your arms just go dead? It depends. So um, mine, I have ape hangers on my bike too, but they're not the ridiculous like up above my ears or anything. I think they're 14 inches. Um, and it's just more comfortable with the my seating on my bike. Every bike is different though. Right. Um, and like some people have back problems. Uh, one of my good girlfriends, she rides a Sportster and her handlebars are like way down low, which is very similar to my first bike I had. And I hated it. It was it's so uncomfortable for me. It just depends. Yeah. Right. I, my bike is comfortable the way I sit on it, the way my handlebars are. So it all depends. Do you so. get fatigued like in your butt, in your back, in your, like, where do you f- get fatigued when you go on my the My back a little bit. Yeah. But if I'm going really far. Bye Gretchen. Bye Gretchen. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going far, 
Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, naturally, no matter what you're writing, unless you've got like a big touring, like fancy, cushy, yeah. you know, lazy boy recliner on two wheels. So if you need to take any phone call, I know you're selling real estate. We're good. Okay. Kind of a quiet month, actually. Yeah. I Which was, I'm all right with. Yeah. It took me a few years. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no. Um, we can bounce all around conversation. I, you know, every year around like October, November, I stress out like, oh, the holidays are stressful enough to begin with. And then it comes the stereotypical, like the slow season in real estate. And, you know, you're already spending more money on gifts and all the holiday shenanigans and you're being pulled in all these different directions. I would get so stressed over finances and money and the holidays to begin with. And especially in real estate, they're like, oh my gosh, how am I going to survive through the winter? You know, cause mm -hmm. you know, you do really well in June or July, you have a great month in September, save that, you know, for a rainy day. Mm -hmm. Um, and because you might not be as busy come November, December, January, and every year I panic and every year it ends up being okay. Um, and before you know it, it's January, February, and people are starting their search or their, you know, plans to sell. So this is the first year that I'm actively reminding myself, calm down. Enjoy this slow time. Yeah. You know, because uh, the Relax. rest of the year is pretty busy. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So, yeah, before we, it's already December 1st. We got a month and then it's January and then it's the new year. So, I still get a little anxious about it that, oh my gosh, I've got a closing tomorrow and then I don't really have a whole lot going on. No one's looking. Nobody's talking about selling. Yeah. But my phone will start ringing just like it did last year and the year before that and the year before that come like January. So, how many years have you been doing real estate? Four years. Four years. Yep. It feels like two. Yeah. Some days it feels like 40 years and some days it feels like I'm still, I have no clue what I'm doing, <laughs> but that's not true. And then um, you've been with EXP and the Snyder team for two years? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. I just celebrated my two year anniversary with EXP and the Snyder team. I remember it was uh, October that I switched over from my previous brokerage. So what drew you to EXP for one? Well, so funny you should ask, um, I met our colleagues, Sam and Gretchen, uh, on my previous real estate team with my previous brokerage. We all worked together for the same team. And it was a small team, and that's how I got to know them. And we weren't as, as close as we are now. It was not like that before, but we got along great. Mm -hmm. And Sam eventually moved on, and I remember... Um, he texted me, and we found out that he left the team, and we were kind of, a, not offended, but... I remember thinking like, what the heck? Why did oh you my leave God. us? I'm like, Sam, like whatever. I can't even, I think he went to, uh, go to Remax. I don't even remember. He'd have to tell you. Um, but I just remember thinking, you know, Sam, I just thought he was young and dumb at the time. <laughs> and, but really he's actually much wiser beyond his years. And I'm thinking, Sam, the grass is not always greener on the other side, blah, blah, blah. To quit chasing, you know, the shiny pretty and eventually he landed at EXP and we remained friends and we always were in contact. And obviously observing his lifestyle and his work-life balance and his passion for real estate, obviously like that was very attractive. And I, after hearing him, and he never really hounded me for it, but he definitely kept planting the seed, planting the seed, planting the seed. And I finally took his word for it and realized if you're so happy and I know who you are as a person and how you live your life. If this is so satisfying for you, 
I should probably consider that too. And at at that same time, I was starting on the down, like the decline of my happiness where I was at. Not to say it was a bad brokerage or a bad team. They were great. They were exactly what I needed as a newer agent. Um, But I'd kind of capped or have hit my ceiling with them. And I felt like I couldn't really expand. I didn't have enough elbow room to be myself or do better for myself financially, personally, and just building my brand as Claire Bloom, Minnesota, Wisconsin real estate agent. So uh, I followed him and I met with our team leader, Bob, and it was a no brainer. And I was kind of kicking myself. I wish I would have done it a little bit sooner, but you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Better late than never. Exactly. And I have never hesitated since then. It's been great. And then obviously we all remain friends with Gretchen and about a year or so later, then she came over. So we all just keep following Sam, <laughs> following yeah. each other around. So, yeah. Sam's good. He's good people. I know. He, uh, it's very motivating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, I, I like Sam. I like Rachel. Yep. Um, I had a question. Oh, uh, I want to hear the story about like when you first came to the Snyder team. Yeah. Like that, <laughs> like all of a sudden Sam signed you, got you started the process, I guess, right? Yeah, it was uh, kind of one of those things where um, I was really mature and cleaned out my desk at my old brokerage in the middle of the night and left a note. Okay. <laughs> I'm not good with confrontation, believe it or not. Um, I, it was fine. I ended, We ended up parting ways with my old team, and my old brokerage uh, peacefully, but mm-hmm. it was still kind of sad. I wanted to avoid that awkwardness. So it was kind of one of those things where then the next day I literally showed up. That was when before COVID. So I was in the office all the time. This right over here was my little corner. That was Sam's. And I'm like unloading all my stuff, like papers and files and things. And, um, this is still your corner, by the way. I just, you can throw my, if whatever I have over there, nah, you just, you're good. You're okay, good. Okay. I really enjoyed this work from home <laughs> since if the, if the pandemic has brought anything good, it's that sweet. I've got a really nice space at home now. I don't have to be anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it is nice to get into the office. I always feel really rejuvenated when I do. So I was physically here at the office, unloading all my stuff and kind of getting set up, getting onboarded figuring out all my new passwords for everything and yada, yada. And uh, Bob Snyder pokes his head in the door and goes, hey, and I think this was a Tuesday, a Monday or a Tuesday. And he goes, hey, what are you doing on Wednesday or Thursday? Literally a couple days later. And I said, "Uh, probably working on switching over to this brokerage in EXP. And he goes, we've got an extra ticket to Vegas for EXP Con. It's the big real estate conference for EXP. Do you want to go? I met Bob once before. The only person I knew on this team was Sam yeah. and his roommate, Rachel, who wasn't coming. That was the reason why um, I was able to go. She decided to opt out. And I mean, you've gotten to know me. I'm pretty spontaneous, but this was kind of new for me. Like this was a few years ago and, um, you know, already switching to a new brokerage was kind of scary. I said, sure, why not? Let's do this. And Days later, I am sitting in the back seat of Jen Snyder's SUV and with Bob and Jen and Sam and Gwen, and we're heading to the airport. I have never met these people in my life. And we spent a couple days really um, absorbing, for me, just an unbelievable amount of culture and information um, with all these like-minded real estate professionals. It was just 
the coolest experience for me. And I consider myself really lucky that the timing was perfect, that I was already scared to join this new brokerage that I didn't even know that much about, but I'd done a little homework and holy crap. Now I'm going with my team who I absolutely adore everyone on our team. We're going to Vegas. We're enjoying ourselves. We're learning. It was the coolest thing ever. I love telling that story. Would you recommend uh, everybody goes to one of those EXP cons at some point? You know what? I'm actually looking forward to going to it again now that I've been with EXP for two years now um, because I was coming in like a blank slate. The only thing I knew was from what I learned at my previous brokerage. So it was kind of overwhelming if I'm being honest. So I'd like to go again with a different perspective, a different veil over um, you know, my perception of it and kind of take it a little differently. So obviously last year it got canceled because of COVID. Um, this year I just had some personal stuff going on. I was really busy and, um, I think, yeah, the next go around, I would love to do that. So, yeah, I think there's, isn't there one coming up in Cabo? I think so, but I heard a rumor that it was sold out. Maybe oh. you can correct me or... I don't know. We talked about it on a previous... We could just go and crash it. Right? I mean... I know, <laughs> and, and I know Anton wants to go just to go fishing. Oh, do some deep sea fishing. Yeah. yeah. Go for some go for some marlin. Yeah, you do the ice fishing. No thanks. Hard pass for me. But if it's like, you know, offshore, yeah. like deep sea fishing and I can get sunburnt and have a cold beer, count me in. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. my kind of fishing. I was never into ice fishing. And when I first moved here, I thought everybody here was crazy. But I've learned oh, they are. to really love it. Like, yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It's it's good to hear your story and how you came over here. And um, I agree with you. It's I, I like everybody on the team. Mm-hmm. And I haven't met everybody. Like some people I haven't even yeah, there's seen. Yeah, some, there's some newcomers. Um, you know, it's just everyone. We have enough freedom mm-hmm. that we're not up in each other's business. But the support is there if you need it. I love, I was dealing with some really frustrating stuff with my most recent transaction. And I was able to call Bob. I called Matt. I called Jen. Obviously, I was venting to, you know, some of our other colleagues while we were out grabbing, you know, a couple of cocktails. They all understand. And we've all experienced some things that maybe the next teammate of ours hasn't so it's like oh well this is what I did in that scenario and being able to bounce things off of each other is so it's priceless you know whether you've been in the business for two weeks two years or 20 years it's really really nice to be able to have that as an option and no one judges you for it I've had some of our most seasoned colleagues call me and say hey how do I fill this out because you do it more often than I do or um or even saying, I have no clue, but here's someone you should get a hold of. Uh, Cause you learn something new every day. Yep. You know, you, you know, we, we, we study a lot, a bunch of hours, we pass our tests and then you're thrown to the wolves. Here you go. Now go sell some big boxes. <laughs> yeah. It's not that easy. No. You, you figure it out as you go kind of. Oh, I, I feel so lucky to have uh, known Gwen. Yeah. You guys are, re- you're pretty close, aren't you? Yeah, 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 we are. We've known each other for a number of years, and mm-hmm. and um, I've so I've been around her and Doug quite a bit. And when I once I got licensed, I uh, set up a meeting with her and just started picking her brain because I know she's done it for twenty. Did she convince you to get into the business, or? Um, I was convinced to get into the business as far as real estate goes when I found out I was going to have open heart surgery. You had open heart surgery. Yeah, yeah, oh I had a- Oh my God, where are you, like the bionic man? Jeez. It's like that long. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, they had to, they found out I was born with a bicuspid heart mm, valve. Sure. 
and so my my heart's good. It's just that it was uh, it had caused my aorta to dilate quite a bit, and um, so I knew that I was going to have a lot of downtime, like four months recovery, mm-hmm. and so I decided to I started looking into things and because I wanted to take some online classes to just might as well take advantage of your and, time. Yep. Yeah. And we I chose, never have enough time to do anything. So if, you've, if, you if you're forced it, to. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and I, I'd always been told and I've always been kind of interested in real getting into real estate. I mm-hmm. used to make a lot of like, uh, like back before virtual tours were even a thing. Sure. I was making them for some agencies cool. up in Alaska and I've, I've always been in like creative media. So that was my introduction many years ago to it. And I was just always scared of going back to school and taking tests. Like, cause I, I, I cringe at tests. I understand I, that. Yeah. I've always considered before I got into real estate, um, if I wanted to go and get my master's or my doctorate, I have my bachelor's, but uh, it's scary. The thought of going back to a classroom and having to relearn how to study and take tests and all that stuff. And like the yeah. financial burden of it too, it's expensive yeah. to do continue, you know, any type of continued you know, education and that's terrifying. So to be able to have the freedom to um, learn something and get into it and you decide where you want to take it. If you want to hit the ground running or just do it as like a little side hustle casually yep. is really, really great. Yeah. I, uh, when I passed my test, I remember getting into my car and I was just like, I was so ecstatic. I passed it on my first time. Good, good job. I couldn't believe it. And then I was like, I'm going to go to REI and buy me a pair of pants because I need some (laughs) real estate pants. So I went and bought some like fishing (laughs) pants. And, and then I ended up, uh, talking to Gwen and I interviewed a couple other brokerages. Yep. Smart. I had some friends around the country that are, they've been with EXP. Mm. So that that name was familiar to me, and I just really like the freedom that EXP is, and like you say, you can just work from home and log into that the portal, the it's the like world, the world, yeah. EXP world. I know, you know what? There's so many resources that I have barely even scratched the surface of them myself, and I should. Yeah, I'll take the new year as an opportunity to dive in a little bit deeper and take advantage of the great resources that are available to us because I'm sure I'm, I'm missing so much opportunity and so much wisdom that I could have. Yeah. And likewise for me too, it's yeah. hard for me to sit down in front of a computer in a video game environment kind mm-hmm. of, and I don't know, I'm, I do better like with in front of people, like real as people. do I. Yes. Um, but the resource is still there. So yeah, I, um, oh no, I lost my train of thought. Shoot. I hate when I do that. Um, that's right. I have a Harley question. What, what's that? Okay. Just we're, we'll circle back. I know we're kind of all over the place. <laughs> that's okay. Real estate, Harley's fine. fishing. Real estate. Harley's fishing. Hey, is Katie still here? I, am. I just got a text from you. <laughs> you want to come talk, talk to us about whatever you're Katie, get in here. I, don't, I didn't want to interrupt, but I was going to see if you guys wanted anything for lunch. No, I thank you. Oh, I, I'm okay. Are you guys okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you so much, Katie. Katie is our HBIC. What is that? As Sam would say, the head bitch in charge. Oh my God. I know. (laughs) Our office mom. (laughs) Yeah, she takes care of us. If you need anything taken care of, just sit Katie on whoever it is that 
yeah. you need to deal with if you're sick of dealing with them. She's so good at it. Katie, you need to get a piece of that pickled pike I brought. I know, I need to try it. Yeah. I joined Katie and her husband, Garson, and their friend and Sam uh, for dinner in Minneapolis on Saturday. We went to Fogo de Chao. <gasps> I've never been. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, I'd honestly been probably 10 years since I'd been there, and it was kind of an on a whim. Uh, my boyfriend was in town, and we were just kind of playing the whole weekend by ear, and we were trying to figure out dinner plans, and so we ended up crashing their dinner, and it was fun. It was is a it good, good time. It is good. And there's actually another one, not to knock Fogo, but there's another Brazilian steakhouse, like a Churrasco style steakhouse in Lower Town St. Paul. And it's a lot moodier. The ambiance is different. It's a very similar setup, big salad bar, lots of options. Not as extravagant. No. Is that what you mean by moody? Yeah. It's a little more uh, boutique-y, but it's, it's cool. So I, either cool. one I would recommend. A Fogo gets a little, you feel like you're kind of packed into a cafeteria a little bit. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of lost its luster for me, but it was really fun to return. Um, and enjoy that. It was a good time, but Katie, <laughs> we just, she just makes everything happen. We got awesome service. That's where I was going with this. You yeah. know, she's, um, she knows what she wants and she gets what she wants, which yeah. is helpful in a group setting too. <laughs> yeah. It keep us on task. Yep. The, uh, I, so something that Sam mentioned that he, it's like a pipe dream. Like it's, it would be his dream job would mm -hmm. be to review Food. Yes, we actually said that when we were out to dinner on Saturday. He goes, I want to be a food critic. So I want to help with that, but I also want to go eat food. So uh, wouldn't that be cool to I go? I do too. Have you seen my posts? They're all about the food that I, I love cooking. I'm such a foodie. We should, we should talk with Sam and organize a time when we all go out and uh, just pick a restaurant yeah. and with the intent of coming back and talking about it. That's a great idea. I yeah. mean, we have no credibility other than... We like to eat. We like to eat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the Harley thing. Real, oh, yes. Real quick, because um, have you ever uh, ridden your bike down around the Ozarks? No, I haven't. And actually, I've never even been to the Ozarks at all. On my bike, on a boat, on a train. That Like, ever. The, and I've always wanted to go. So there's this place, um, northwestern Arkansas, and it's called the Pig Trail. And it's Are you a pig or big uh, pig. Oh, okay. And it's, it's called uh they do a huge festival every year. It's actually more, it attracts more bikes than what comes to Sturgis. Then how come I've never heard of this? I know. <laughs> and I want to, it's called biker blues and barbecue. Okay. And maybe I have actually, and there's a, we, I played some music at a Harley manufacturing shop down there. It's called two, two, two wheels on the pig trail cool. and it's out of Eureka Springs. And it was crazy. It was, was it during, awesome? Oh my gosh. Oh man. There, I think there's like five counties where you can't go anywhere without having a motorcycle either right in front of your car, right behind your car, passing you. I mean, every parking lot, there's no place to park if you're driving a car. Cool. That thing. It's really, really neat. That's awesome. That was my first biker festival there's just something about it i mean easy for me to say that's one of my hobbies and one of my passions but just any of those events i get so excited and and when i'm at home i keep asking i'm like hey alexa how many more days until the sturgis motorcycle rally <laughs> and all of my friends and everyone i know that i've met through you know riding motorcycles and just that environment we're always counting down 
It's the first week in August. And the minute you get home, you start counting down for when we get to go again. Yeah, it's and like, that's a Sturgis. Like I need to take advantage of the opportunity to travel more. As you know, in real estate, it is really, really hard to escape in the thick of summer though. We are yeah. busy. Yeah. I had Bob writing contracts for me while I was out in South Dakota this summer. <laughs> well, that's important to you. It is. And it you is. budget your time to make sure that that's blocked out. Yeah. And I mean, I'm almost, I'm 99% of the time available to my clients and they know what I'm doing. I'm half the time we're friends on social media and they can see what I'm doing. I'll give them a heads up too. Bob's going to hit his head every time. Is that mistletoe? <laughs> Kissing ball. <laughs> Kissing ball. I need to talk to HR. <laughs> yeah. Katie. <laughs> Um, gosh. Oh, uh, so your friend, um, I want to talk about that. like where you, your Harley, where you bought your Harley. Cause it didn't, don't you, isn't your best friend, uh, her family owns a Harley dealership. Yeah. So my best friend, um, Is who actually, Angie? yeah, her name's Angie, who okay. you met I one time you one were performing time. out in Stillwater. Yeah. Um, and she actually, I used to work at a, the dealership that her family owned and she was my boss. That's how we met. That's how we became friends. And we got a lot closer, obviously, through the years. Um, and they sold it. They don't own it anymore, but they sold both of their dealerships. So um, she was had been riding way longer than I had. I went from working at a car dealership to working at a motorcycle dealership. Never, I never had my motorcycle license. Did you sell cars? Uh, no, I sold parts for cars. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. I worked at the parts counter. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, was, I sold cars a long time ago. Did you? Too. Yeah, I was at the big Dodge dealership. Um, in South St. Paul. Oh, Fury yeah. Motors. Probably selling lots of parts for those. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> I give my friends crap for driving Dodges. I do too. Mopar. <laughs> Mopar. What? <laughs> I'm a GM girl. Yeah. I, uh, I sold Toyotas. Oh, okay. I've always cool. been into like the land cruisers and the, really? I, I taught English in Venezuela couple times and uh down there it's all toyota oh they, yeah and so and they have models that we don't have here and so we'd load up in a toyota land cruiser and six hours to the beach through jungle trails and the people there are really serious about like mm -hmm. their cars are important and they put a lot of money into them and in they, venezuela lifted yes oh all right then yeah venezuela okay. it's it was before it got real dangerous for to go visit it was back in Hugo Chavez, the previous president. He wasn't the best leader at all. He let the country go downhill. Now the current president is even worse. Mm. Uh, so, but so is it the beginning of Chavez era and late nineties, early two thousands. So it was safe to go. It was a really cool place to go. That reminds me, I have an appointment. I have, I, my passport is grew legs and walked away. I have an appointment tomorrow morning. I have to go get my new one. A oh, new passport? Yeah, I got to okay. get a new one. That, thanks for reminding me. I need I to literally have an appointment tomorrow morning. I have to get it because I keep getting invites to go to amazing places. And I lost my passport when I was packing to go to the Bahamas literally this time last year. It was over Thanksgiving. And guess who showed up in the Bahamas without her passport? You did? Me. How'd you get, how'd you do that? Well, uh, we sailed there. Okay. From West Palm Beach. Sweet. Uh, got there. I had a copy of my expired passport. Um, and the whole packing the night before when I'd had a few too, mu too many to drink, that had nothing to do with it, naturally. 
I'm yeah. kidding. I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> so you, do you have any idea where you lost no it? No clue. No idea well, where I mean, it is. Then you'd have found it, I don't even I know if I packed it. Yeah. But it's um, gone. It is gone. And we were sitting there sailing from Florida down to the Bahamas thinking, gosh, Claire is an idiot and she doesn't have her passport. What should we do? Should we lie and not say anything or should we be honest? Right. Should we just be honest and say, hey, we're so sorry. This must happen sometimes. We thought honesty was the best policy. And it was, It right? was not. Oh, no. So what happened? <laughs> it was not. We got kicked out. Of the Bahamas? They're like, go out. back to West Palm Beach. This was at like eight o'clock at night. We had just sailed how many hours in like giant swells. And they said, you are going to turn around right now. We oh. had just docked in Chub K, this beautiful marina. We're all ready to relax and party. And there were two yachts. And there, they wouldn't let you us. just stay on the boat. Well, that's what ended up happening. Um, and we were like, let's just be honest. You know, honesty is the best policy. We're human beings, right? Well... Custom officers were not okay with that at all. And they said, you need to go home right now. And we're like, it is eight o'clock at night. We just got here. There's no way we're sailing back six, seven, eight hours, however long it was in the dark in what we just came through. Absolutely not. A little bribery here and there. And they're like, okay, fine. You can stay the night. You cannot get off the boat. She doesn't get off the boat. Right. So did they. Um, no, I, I felt so bad. There's literally 12 of us. Oh man. And everyone, I was like, you guys, this is all my fault. They didn't care. We're still partying in the Marina, hanging out on the boats, doing what we would have done otherwise. Yeah. Um, and we're like, well, and they said, well, at first light, you need to leave. So naturally we wake up to our Mr. Friendly customs officer banging on the hull of the boat. You guys need to get out of here. We're like, well, crap. Now what do we do? Um, they should have just set you in a raft and pushed you back towards good luck <laughs> yeah so i felt so guilty um that i'm like god i'm ruining this for everyone um but honestly we just then we ended up heading down to nassau and they were like they were totally fine where's is nassau one of those Caribbean one of islands? the islands oh, yeah okay. one of the bahamas and so um and then we just kind of kept going we were fine yeah. after that and thankfully my friend i was traveling with used to work in hr and this was on thanksgiving nothing's open i was calling i had remembered I, the last time I used my passport was at my son's preschool that I was a substitute teacher at, part-time substitute teacher. And they had scanned it for me, for my file, my employee file. It is either the day before Thanksgiving or the day of, and I'm trying to get a hold of any employer I've had in the past saying, do you have a copy of my passport? I need it. I am stranded Stuck. in the Bahamas and uh, I'm in the ocean. But of course, nothing's open. It's Thanksgiving. Right. Thankfully, my friend I was traveling with used to work in human resources and she had ties and was able to get a verified like photocopy of my passport. And even though customs and the other Bohemian islands, they weren't thrilled with it, it was good enough. So that first night was a little scary and they basically kicked us out. We said, well, yeah. let's wing it from here on out. And then it was smoother sailing no pun intended after that but um, anyway i need to get a new passport i still don't yeah. know where mine is <laughs> so I, I need to i lost my passport years ago and so i i really need to get my new passport or right. get it reissued so where do i go for that i thought i went to the post office well honestly i was expecting it to be a much bigger deal because i went on a canada fishing trip years ago when i had to get my new passport because mine was expiring and i was leaving in a week mm-hmm. to go to canada uh i'm like oh crap i need to get a passport like asap and that was when i had to go into like the passport office in downtown minneapolis and wait in line and pay a super expensive expedite expediting fee and 
two days later, it showed up in my mailbox. In this your, time oh, around, mailbox. Yeah. Oh, like it, they mailed it to me, and it took two or three days. It was unbelievable. I don't remember the process, but it was pretty shocking, you know, and usually passports take a long time, Yeah. but I think you need to prove if you're in a hurry to get it, you need to prove that you're leaving and you need it within like seven to 10 days. Okay. You can't just be a jerk and say, I want it now. Yeah. So for my case, I cannot find mine. It's valid. It's just not in my possession. It is gone. So I went online, I looked it up and then, um, you need to find an office to go to. And I'm like, Oh great. Where, where do I need to drive to set up an appointment? Right. And honestly, it was super easy. There's right at the courthouse in Hudson. I live in Hudson. Yeah. So. Okay. So that's where I'm going then. Yep. So would I just show up to the courthouse? And no, say, you need to make an appointment. Oh, okay. So just Google it, lost report, stolen passport, and okay. then click all the little links. And eventually you can, and I just called them and said, Hey, uh, I lost my passport. I have no idea where it is. What do I do? And so, so do they take your social and look up, Oh, Claire had a passport and yeah. So you need to bring like your driver's license, your birth certificate. Okay. Um, they'll take your picture. So I think, I don't know. There's a few forms I need to fill out, which reminds me I need to do that Cool. <laughs> when I go home. So anyway, I that one. reminded me you were talking about Venezuela and I need to go and get my new passport tomorrow. So are you leaving? Are you he heading out of the country soon? No, but it made me think of it when one of my good girlfriends, text me a few days ago. She said, Hey, I'm going to Mexico this weekend. Do you want to come? I had no Thanksgiving yeah. plans really. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I would, but I don't have a passport. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise I would be coming home today from Mexico probably. Arriba. I know. <laughs> so just, just domestic travel for now until I get that. Nice. How, how is this uh, experience on the podcast for you? Is it easier? Not as scary as I thought. Yeah, it's pretty chill, right? Yeah, I'm probably not going to want to listen to it, but okay, because I don't like the sound of my voice and I'm probably stumbling a lot. But and nah, there was nothing incriminating. In case you haven't met me, I I worry about everything a lot, and I prepare to prepare to prepare to get ready to prepare, and I waste a lot of time. So, so you're a planner. Yeah. 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 A spontaneous planner. Yeah. Well, that's. That's like moving. in the middle. That's yeah. like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Cool. There's a lot of stuff going on up here. <laughs> Nobody else knows, but. Well, Claire, it was really nice chatting with you. Thanks. And this I, was fun. I know. We'll, we'll have to do it again. We'll, uh, next time you, when, if you talk to Sam before I do, drop that bird in his ear. About drop the seed. Yes. Starting a food critic. Yeah. Food critiquing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anton and I, our, our segments are, we're, we're going to call them wood, woods and water. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we talk about woods and water and smoking meat. And then yeah, I think it'd be really fun to start critiquing. I would food. like that. I would like a little direction. Here we are just talking real estate, motorcycles, yeah, food, <laughs> Claire's travel adventures. <laughs> uh, your, your, your last weekend's experiences. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> We're kind of all over the place. So yeah, a little, a little concrete direction would be good. I think I'd look forward to that. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, thanks for listening to the Snyder and Friends podcast with Claire Bloom.